Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Dead Frog Lily podcast. Uh, you're here with your hosts Aaron and Adam. And today we'll be reviewing Spike Lee's The Five Bloods on Netflix. So the film consists of a group of old Vietnam veterans going back to Vietnam to essentially find what is lost gold and find the remains of one of their fallen comrades. Um, it's what it's like flashbacks and modern day. I think is the best yeah. way to put it. So, like, to differentiate, they have big aspect ratio changes. Yeah. So it's, like, standard letterboxed, and then it goes into this sort of, like, almost 4 by 3 Yeah, uh, so from widescreen to VHS style, isn't it, essentially? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, and it goes, like, it goes through the old stuff with this VHS-style thing to, like, differentiate between the two types, and it works pretty well. Like, it, there's no, there's no mistake in which is which. Yeah, I think it's a really good like aesthetic choice to show the time difference between it, and especially like even in the styles of like the way it's shot, as mm. well. So like yeah. the more modern bits look more modern, and then the parts yeah. that are meant to be set in the past look more like something you'd see in like an older war film. Um, so the cast is uh, predominantly black as well, and again with normal with like Spike Lee movies, it tackles a lot of issues with race, time, periods, um, viewpoints on the war everything you can think of to be honest do with the vietnam being a black soldier stuff like that i know very very little about uh vietnam war or anything really in that sort of range of history so it is very like informational so if you haven't if you don't know anything about it or if you know a ton uh you don't really have to go in with any knowledge you can sort of find your way along the way and like uh find these little bits of information that it shows you and use that to sort of put pieces together yeah, that is one thing I like. like I did um, history at A-level, and I did a project on Vietnam, but it was one of those ones where, as a white dude, you only ever see it through the white perspective. And to see it, yeah. how it was for black soldiers, where, you know, I've got no idea what it's like or anything like that, it was really eye-opening to see the, just the difference and the contrast. Cause like, as I said, I was taught none of what was shown in the film. I learned more <laughs> in, what, the two-and-a-half-hour runtime about certain black soldiers uh, even like hanoi hannah and stuff that they mentioned i had no idea about any of that before because it was never brought up yeah you know what i mean it's it was quite shocking to be fair but then really interesting as well well yeah when you think about it if you just type i don't know like war films into google almost all of them will have like white protagonists yeah Uh, and this is almost entirely like black protagonists and then you see a little bit of um the Vietnamese people on the other side, like there's a bit where um, the bloods are like hiding from the Vietnamese people and they're walking past talking about poems and like things from their wives and things like that. And it's interesting to see like two different sides that you usually see neither of them. Yeah, I picked up on the exact same bit. I've written that down and it's, I think it's a really, not subtle, but it's an unexpected moment to see it. So you're expecting like a war film where it's like, oh, we are the good guys, they are the enemy, but it shows how both sides were affected during this war. Mm. Which, really powerful to be fair. That bit did make me stop a bit when they said, oh yeah, I got this poem from my my girlfriend back home, from my wife, quite much when it was. Mm -hmm. And they start talking about it and then it's just, they get get gunned down. Yeah, It's like, oh, wow. (laughs) To themselves, everyone's the good guy. So it's like, you like vilify the other side of the war but to them, they're the good guys. They think they're in the right. Yeah. So it's it's good to see both sides in a film. Yeah, both. It was, it was really cool because it's like both sides are shown to be manipulated by the government mm. of either side they're on. 
to do the things they have to do. But then uh, with um, uh, what's his character's name? With Lindo's character, mm-hmm. Paul, like how he he, cause he mentions at one point how he comes back from Vietnam and he's not treated right as a veteran. And like one thing we were were we were we were taught sorry was that the Vietnam veterans like the only veterans that didn't get the same like welcome home style party that every other soldier got. Yeah, and it was it was largely down to the government televising the war as well so like when it goes into the vhs bits that because some of them are actually like actual video clips from vietnam that were sent back to to america for people to watch yeah. and it's like there's no it doesn't justify why people thought that way but once they saw the atrocities of war up close you can see why the mindset quickly changed it's like with yeah. world war one world war two you didn't you saw the pro- propaganda photos or videos you know what i mean so exactly. It was really, it was really interesting. I really did enjoy this film, even though it is, I said, two and a half hours, and it does slog in places. Mm, it is a long film, but it is, it is very good. Like you were saying with the archival stuff, the the whole film starts off with this big sort of jump cut uh, compilation of all these like atrocities that happened to like yeah. people during war. It's people getting shot in the head. All these awful different things. Yeah, but. If you don't know about these things, it might be awful to look at, but you need to know these things. These are like things that are like key points in history that might not be fully advertised in like white based history books. You know, it's like it's a more diverse perspective of all these different events. So, yeah, it opens up with uh, Muhammad Ali, who is obviously a well known anti Vietnam activist. Like, he lost his title, went through the name change and everything. Um, and it just it just shows like how this war was so pivotal in changing people's minds of the pulp, like pro war attitude. Uh, yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned Muhammad Ali as well, because uh, Chadwick Boseman's character Stormy Norman, he is described as a mixture of uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King. Um, and you can really see that by the fact that he leads the whole group. He's like the full leader of the Five Bloods. Um, and when he is killed, which is like the whole uh, starting point of this film, uh, and the narrative goes around his death, um, you really see like how this big figure, his loss has sent all the other characters astray, and they're all slightly lost, and they don't know who to follow, and they're all got their own little side things. So they're like not as united anymore because of uh, Stormy Norman's loss. And he could be like a metaphor for... Uh, Martin Luther King because when he is killed all his followers and all these like uh, black people who saw him as this like force of hope and like this beacon of like a good future uh, uh, they're all like lost because of that yeah I mean it mentions a lot of that because even uh, I believe it ends with the speech which was directly a year before he was assassinated yeah exactly which Obviously, the teachings and stuff like that play a huge part in this film, especially for the characters, because they all want to react a certain way. But as you said, like Storm and Norman is that voice where it's no, do not essentially give in to what they want. Mm-hmm. An interesting thing to bounce off that is the MAGA hat that yes. works its way all the way through the film. Uh, so, uh, what's this character called? Uh, Paul, yeah. Paul. Lindo's character. Yeah, Paul has the hat at the start. And they instantly make fun of him. Like, there's this famous clip of uh, Trump at one of his rallies, and there's a black dude behind him supporting him. And then they would, like, making fun of him because of that, saying, Oh, you're the black dude at the back who's, like, stupidly yeah. supporting this guy who's very anti, like, rights for, like, anyone who's not white. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. So, um, or orange in Trump's term. Yeah. So it's like, um, 
they make fun of him for that and then as it progresses it's sort of used to mock Americans that support Trump all the way through like uh, yeah. the French people that come into the film they're like they make a comment on it and say how stupid it is that he's wearing it um, at the very end when one of the characters dies another uh, like the enemy character wears it as a sort of like mockery of that yeah which it's is like, huge fuck you essentially yeah which it? is pretty yeah. damn dark <laughs> but yeah uh, that was, uh, Gene Reno does that as well who's mm. in this film obviously Leon the Professional very good film um, yeah he does it to mock the fact that he thinks he's got one over on these guys mm. because stuff happens to Paul you know <laughs> yeah but I, I thought that was a definitely interesting one to show someone who was black but supported Trump in this film Did that, I think yeah. it really helped show like that idea that this guy Trump fucking targets those who do struggle and have issues but uses it for his own evil advantage to cause people to more hate towards others mm. you know what i mean like when you see lindo's character in vietnam and even simple in uh interactions mm-hmm. with vietnamese people it just sends him on like a racist spiral and he just it is i think it is a form of ptsd but he's still a dick you know what i mean yeah it's like his like, prejudices mixed in with yeah. ptsd there's a lot going on. I said he's. I said he's definitely my favorite character because of the amount he's got going on. Mm. But it's just it is hard to watch how he acts towards some stuff. Yeah, but on the flip side, that chicken dude will not leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, no. A guy tries yeah, to like... sell him a chicken, uh, like when they're going through this like market town on a boat, uh, and he's like, "Oh no, no, thank you," and he even says, "No, thank you" in uh, Vietnamese. But he, yeah. this guy with the chicken is like, oh, this one's a really fat, good one. Buy this one, buy this one, buy this one. Yeah, he's, he keeps saying no, and then it just escalates from there. <laughs> and then as it escalates, isn't it? Like, the Vietnamese guy says, like, oh, you guys are GIs. You guys killed my mother and father in the war. Mm. And it shows even then, like, it's like how everyone always thinks, like, oh, America, you know, oh, no, this happened to them during the war. But it's like, it's on the flip side. It happened to everyone who was involved. Exactly, because we're used to seeing it from this western perspective of yeah british people being the heroes and if not us americans being the heroes yeah uh and that's just what we're used to seeing and the reverse is obviously true for vietnamese and asian people yeah i said like this is a really good film i think for like any white dude to watch because you're not seeing it through a white lens for a change yeah you're not seeing it from the comfort of our like of our privilege to see what it was like exactly it, yeah it's very eye-opening the uh the very start of this film where the four bloods like meet up together and they're like uh that's really where you see like the first bits of banter and the first bits of these characters interacting um it reminded me of this film called last vegas which has like uh michael douglas robert de niro uh, morgan freeman and it's like in in that film last vegas it's like these old dudes meeting up together uh, and they do have banter and everything but it's just like they're just this generic old guy played by four different people and there's no sort of differentiation between the characters whereas in uh, the five bloods you instantly see like oh this guy's the leader this guy's the family man all these different character types that are so strong and so contrasting of each other uh that it just makes this really strong impression right from the start yeah like everyone is definitely their own character their own personality traits their mm. own style their own uh worries and issues you know post vietnam yeah um it just is a really well written film and as I said, each character has their own thing going on. As I said, like Jonathan Majors, who plays David, mm-hmm. he just wants his dad to be proud and love him and stuff, but he just doesn't really get that. No. <laughs> <laughs> At all. Um, and when he does, it's like it flip-flops, doesn't it? So, yeah. 
Um, then you've also got like Eddie, played by Norm Lewis, who just he needs the money because stuff's gone south for him at home. He's in debt and all of that. Mm-hmm. You've got Clark Peters, who plays Otis. He's got a daughter he never knew about with an old flame from Vietnam. So yeah. that's mind blowing to him. And I think Melvin is just like the family guy who just wants mm. to take money home for his kids. Yeah. Which. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about um, Spike Lee, he is uh, the director of this film. And he's obviously this guy who is super known for his films, uh, essentially getting towards anything taboo and sort of tackling that, especially with like race relations and stuff like that. Um, and for for example, he did things like uh, Black Klansman, which was Oscar nominated the other year and won some for various categories. Can't remember what. Really good film. <laughs> uh, and he also did Malcolm X and Do the Right Thing. I would argue that I do I do like the Five Bloods, but I would argue that like Do the Right Thing is like almost a perfect film. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not as good as Do the Right Thing, but it does have those same values, the same themes, like centered around like greed, honor, uh, and this sort of like inherent racism that goes along with it. Yeah, like I agree that this isn't as good. Mm-hmm. Like Black Klansman for me is better as well. I've not seen that um, yet. It's a very good film. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this one, for me, it was just... I didn't like the ending as much because it felt like it went a bit... Like, generic shootout. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, not obviously not spoil too much, but I didn't expect it to go that way with it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be more of a reflective piece that didn't need... Like, they've already... In my head, like, the shootout bits were when it looked like it was shot on a, you know, 60mm VHS-style film. Yeah. Not needed in the modern aspects. Obviously, the idea that... Unless it's done on purpose, like, I've got a thought, like, perhaps it does that because to show that they've not moved past like they were then, and there are still these issues and stuff going on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be... Maybe it's that. I have no idea. Um, but that was the only bit I didn't like, just the ending part. Because I thought it could have been a bit more... A bit like beefier I guess because they do run through the end of characters all pretty fast they really do yeah yeah like I think in the space of perhaps 30 minutes of the film you've lost like all but two of like the five bloods and David mm-hmm. like the the gore and the like the deaths are like really extreme I think what makes yeah. them so extreme is uh, a good percentage of the first act is them just uh, they're going up through the w- river like you'd see in like Apocalypse Now um and they're really strangely happy. They're having a good time. Uh, there's like this triumphant sort of like happy score going. Um, and then they get off the boat and then they're still happy and everything's really good and they're finding the gold that they've been looking for. Uh, and then, slight spoiler alert, but it happens pretty fast. One of them steps on a, a mine and it's, they're just blown to smithereens and it's just like their yeah. torso left. And it's like, my God, they just went from like zero to a hundred so fast. Yeah. So fast, but that is like almost foreshadowed because um, David meets a woman called uh, Heidi, I think it is. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Yeah, and she works for a company that tries to get rid of landmines and the effects that these bombs are still having on Vietnamese towns, mm. villages, yeah. stuff like that. Access they're littered throughout the country still, and that you do get a moment earlier on in the film where there is a Vietnamese boy with one leg, and I think that, again that's a hint towards the fact that a landmine took his leg. Yeah. And she says a she says a line where it's like they're still they're still killing people today when they were meant for then kind of thing exactly yeah along those lines where they're still having these negative effects but as you say it comes completely out of nowhere mm. like they're showing at that point that the morals aren't what Storm and Norman would have wanted yeah. and Eddie goes on his uh, rant at them and then it just boom 
no arms, no legs. Yeah. This character is now fucked. Like, yeah, and he like dies really quickly, and everything in it yeah. is really visceral. There's a point where yeah. um, it's a flashback scene, um, and they're somewhere in uh, Vietnam, and they're in this helicopter where where it's still uh, it's when all five bloods are still alive, uh, and then the helicopter gets shot down, and um, it starts spiraling towards this river. And I don't know if you've seen have you seen the Twilight Zone movie? Uh, I've not. No. I know, I know of it. If you've seen Cursed Films on Shudder, uh, mm. there's a good episode on it there. But um, John Landis did this special effects shot where he wanted... he kept The special effects guys were like, oh, you can't do this, it's too dangerous. Um, and it's going to be a night shoot as well, so it's way too dangerous. And what he wanted to happen was uh, have this helicopter like spin really close over uh, the main actor and these two children. And it would get really close, and they'd be like firing gun, like fake guns, and all this sort of stuff. And he had to, this main actor who was like quite overweight, I think as well, had to pick up these two kids and wade through this water. Uh, I think as well to get the kids, because it's not, uh, it wasn't legal to hire kids that late at night and for something so dangerous. Uh, they got the kids just off the streets or some whatever country they were in. They just got these kids and well paid their parents a bit of money and were like, "Can we use your kids for like half an hour?" And then, obviously, because he was breaking all these rules, everything went wrong. The main actor and the two children were killed uh, right in front of their parents. And it was just like, it's this horrible curse on this film uh, and like this horrible tragedy. And it looks exactly like this shot in Defy Bloods. Like, it looks really? exactly like it. And <laughs> I just saw oh, it and man. I was like, my God, this is like... If John Landis watches this, uh, he'd be triggered because it, it was the film that... Um, kicked John Landis out of Hollywood. Understandably, though, if, uh, you know, you're cutting those corners and... Exactly, putting children to death, essentially. Awful. I mean, that's, um... Speaking of putting children to death, that is one of the the points in the film as well, is that um, a bunch of Vietnamese people come and try and take the gold away. Mm -hmm. And obviously they say that it's theirs, Americans say that's theirs. Um, And there's the argument about the Mai Lai Massacre, which... Do you know much about that? I know nothing about Vietnamese... So history this this was when a town where enemies were meant they went to bomb somewhere napalm it where where the enemies were where the Viet Congs were back in back in the day right but the americans bombed the wrong place and they bombed a small village that consisted of women children and like the elderly and the wow. footage they use in the film is where like the girl is running with her uh clothes burnt into her flesh hmm. because they bombed too close they even bombed too close to their own men the americans did mm-hmm. and it just goes to show how much of a shit show this war was yeah and that's like obviously all the points like you talk about the visceral violence and stuff but it shows you the visceralness that was like actually there as well because there is a i think they do a zoom in of a girl's face who's just been blown up and you can see like the inside of her mouth and everything mm. it is when you realize these aren't like promotional photographs for the film this is historical photographs of what happened yeah it really hits you hard like it's it makes you realize how fucking warped that entire ordeal was for both sides as well yeah because you are you are you you do sort of get lost in it thinking you're watching this hollywood movie but the reality is a lot of the things from it are pulled from real life and like yeah stuff that happened so it's like you've got to remember that Although these things are horrible and gory, and like even just the racism, like even though these things are in the film, they're in real life as well. So you've got to remember, like, put some research into these things, have a look, like, for yourself at what happened, and don't let your sort of perspective be skewed by one source. 
No, not at all. And if you can read from, if you do decide to read or watch stuff, watch stuff that isn't. If you're a white person, not just through a white lens. Yeah. Go and look. Yes. Uh, read like Vietnamese books on the Vietnam War. Read black authors' books on it, and just get all these different viewpoints before mm. it's just stuck in the white lens, patriotic. Yeah, we were all kind of mindset because that gains nothing. Mm. <laughs> At the very end of this film, all of them get a share of this gold, even though some of them die. Uh, and one of the shares gets sent to the Black Lives Matter charity. Uh, and yeah. there's this really powerful sort of scene at the end where it's uh, all these people of like um, African-American descent. They're all uh, together at the end and they're all like celebrating. And they're like got this money that they can use to like further their cause and make um, essentially get rid of racists is the sum of it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like... Um, those are very real things it is in the film but that's something that's actually happening like right now so in the link of this episode we'll put uh, a link to like that black lives matter link that has all the information on stuff to like educate yourself or educate others um yep. and links to places you can donate any little amount you have every little counts uh donate to like any black charity or any black business that needs help right now uh, because this film brings up these issues for a reason. It's trying to, yeah. um, it's trying to shine a light on these horrible things that are happening right now. So yeah. So overall, what do you think of the movie? I liked it. Out of five, I would say three and a half. That, that is fair. I was thinking that I'm going to push it to four. Yeah. Yeah, because I said I like the historical realistic elements. I like the characters and the writing. It's just that ending, I didn't quite like. Yeah. And I felt like there were. A, a couple bits which could have been done a bit different yeah i like the informational elements i like the whole uh i like the character development but i'm not a massive fan of war films so that took it down just slightly a bit for me because i i don't unless it's something like i don't know <laughs> something a bit out of the box i don't really watch war films okay that's fine. But i really yeah. did enjoy this one though it was really good i said it was a lot more Obviously, you hear Vietnam War, you think it's going to be just uh, guns, napalm, I love the smell of napalm in the morning, that kind of shit, uh, <laughs> thing. But this was a, has a lot more depth to it and a lot more going on. Yeah, for sure. So it's, defi- it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think that's it for this week's episodes. Yeah. I said the link will be below for all the information towards the Black Lives Matter causes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, until next time, thank you. Bye. Bye. If you want to check out a written review of this film, you can check out Tina Mazuera's uh, review on the Dead Frog website. So there'll be a link to that in the description. Check out Dead Frog Productions on all social media and check out our website at deadfrogproductions.weebly.com and also check out our Dead Frog Productions YouTube channel where you can find all of our horror short films. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.